0: Hey there, hey, and thank you for tuning in to the pod of going to be a star. Today is no other day than Thursday. Thursday. One more day yet. Next rest of the week. Next, yeah, one more day of the week. And I can't talk and I sound real incompetent. And what have I been doing? Nothing, you know, living the dream, working trying to survive and live an exceptional life and be an exceptional person in a world full of followers i try to lead the followers i try to be a trendsetter and i try to rip off the band-aid and be the light the insanity and everything that makes the world a better place and there's leaders and there's followers and which one are you Today is another opportunity for you to recognize your star power by saying, yes, I can, by saying I'm never going to give up, and by saying, why not today? Why can't you do those things that you always aspire to do? Why can't you accomplish those goals that you always want to do? I was indecisive for a long time, but 2023 came, and I stopped saying, I'm going to get to it later, and I started saying, I'm going to do it today. Like, I'm really going to set a regimen for myself. I want to work out in the morning before I go to work. I want to get back to my meal prepping or get a food service to make my meals for lunch. And I want to get back to having a trend with my hair and have uh, versatility with that as well. And I want to focus on the things that are important. Buying a property, having kids, uh, going on vacations. All those things. And I'm going to do all of them. What are your goals this year? Are you going to do them? Did you set a New Year's resolution? I don't know if you needed to. Anyways, today is another opportunity for you to look at the reflection in the mirror and say, why not today? Look at yourself in the mirror. Love your reflection and say, yes, I can. Because, yes, you can. When the world wants to tell you to stop and people want to tell you that you're not good enough and you don't fit into something, you have to realize there's nothing to fit into. These people that want to be in their groups and they want solidarity and they want to feel special and important. Mainly like, you know, famous people who think that they acted in a movie and now the world's going to stop from them. These like B-raider actors. Like, who cares? Like, please, please shut the hell up. Today is another opportunity for you to ignore all that and silence out the background noise and hear yourself. Hear yourself in the mirror. See your reflection if you can. You are gonna change the world, the world. You are gonna change the world, the world. Cause you're a star, you're a star, you're a star. You're a star. You're a star. You're a star. When the world wants to tell you what you can't do, laugh at it and say, I already did it. The only way you become number one is by not allowing yourself to be number two. Love your reflection. Love who you are. Love who you're becoming. Love who you've been. Love your mistakes. Admit your mistakes. And don't say sorry. Let's get to the next part of our conversation by talking about no media allowed. No media allowed. No media allowed. They to us. They to us. Anyway. The DOJ. But still, guess what? Nothing is likely going to happen to this uh, corrupt Democratic Party that just continues to lie. We know they do voter suppression. We know they act like there's no black people voting for anything in Georgia, which is a complete lie in itself. There's no body that's a victim here. I don't want to hear the victimry of minorities... I don't want us to act like everybody wasn't a minority when the United States of America was originally built. I'm not saying that black people that have been chastised and put in a box is okay. But the government should not be in control of fixing the problem. And us trying to act like we're going to give $5 million to people for reparations isn't going to fix the problem either. Today, I want to talk about the economy. And I want to talk about the United States of America's economy. Primarily, I want to talk about the fact that we live in a capitalistic economy in the United States of America. So we're dealing with a different structure here. Um, China is actually failing. Um, They convinced people for many years not to have children, and they did it to the point where they're not having children at a rate for them to stay important. And America has done it too, but just not at the same rate as China. Anyway, um, the economy is not doing good. Everything you're buying costs more than it did a year ago. More than it did five, like double the amount it did five years ago. We just went to Panera and that was $33. I got a salad. I get the two. I got a salad and some mac and cheese. And Skip got some sandwich. That was thirty-three dollars plus drinks. Um wherever you're going to eat, it costs more. Even if you're going to a McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever it is, everything is hyperinflated. Uh bought a car recently and that was hyperinflated too. Like I constantly talk to you about the housing market and how there's nothing available and everything is overpriced, but it is legit everything from tampons to toothbrushes to toothpaste to potato chips, mayonnaise, a avocado to moisturizer for your face and conditioner for your hair. Everything is going up. I told you I needed to buy new clothes and I don't even know where to start. Do I go in the mall or do I go to savers? Like, how am I going to upgrade my wardrobe? Like, I have no idea. Do I even upgrade my wardrobe right now, knowing how overpriced everything is? These are questions I'm asking and I don't really know what the answer is, honestly. It's just, it's frustrating to live in a place where the White House wants to give a new definition for what a recession is a recession is, a recession is two negative GDPs and I don't know I think we had multiple negative GDPs and I am an avid watcher of CNBC halftime um, I watch a lot of Jim Cramer and I listen to a lot of different opinions and I do that because I want to know what's going on with the market I'm an investor we have a portfolio I want to know what's going on with my retirement um, at some point I'm gonna have to get an IRA and I'm putting money into my retirement so I can live right it's likely that I'm going to live to an older age. I'm not going to die at 60. So I, taking that into consideration, you, you're putting your money into a 401k. And if you have any intelligence, you want to know what's happening with the market on a daily basis. So I am a part of me and Skip are a part of the, the Jim Cramer Investment Club. And we we like to know what's going on with stocks, right? right i want to know how good tesla's doing how good is apple doing they're not doing good like everything is hyperinflated phones aren't getting delivered the way they're supposed to there's no deals like everything costs more than it's supposed to like i was telling you about the gym right yesterday right how i want like what's better at home gym or going to the gym right the gym membership that i'm going to have to pay for is like $60 for me alone right the peloton to keep the peloton on right on i don't know i think i spent maybe 2500 it might have been a little more cuz i got the shoes included with it when i bought the bike um and a weight and a yoga mat and a bunch of and a and a i got the whole full deal so it might have been two thousand eight hundred dollars almost three grand and i spent all my i spent my money to pay that to buy that i thought it was a good investment because i wanted to have my own device and it came in handy especially during COVID where you couldn't go to the gym it was very useful and i'm glad i have it But that membership to ride the Peloton every month is like $45, right? And I like the Peloton membership, but even that is a lot of money. Everything is a lot of money. If you're trying to take care of your skin or you want to take care of your body or you want to eat healthy, eating healthy is not cheap. Do you understand that it costs more money to buy healthier foods at the grocery store than it does to buy a bag of chips? It costs less money to buy cheaper versions of things than good versions of things. It costs far more money to buy sushi and salad than it does for you to buy a burger at McDonald's. This country is incentivizing being overweight, unhealthy, and dying earlier. You're going to get high blood pressure or you're going to get diabetes and you're going to have to inject yourself with insulin. I have high insulin and i'm really considering golo or whatever but the reason i'm talking about this on no media allowed is because this country is in denial right the white house is not telling the truth biden lies about everything his son is a cocaine addict and everybody had all these things to say about trump jr but i'm sorry joe biden's son is worse what are we doing here We can't continue to give money to Ukraine and act like America doesn't exist. The West of the world's problems isn't ours. If you can't fix the problems where you are originating from, then how are you possibly going to help anybody else? You're not a good leader, man. There's bad people in these positions and they have to go. Not only do we need to clean out the swamp, we need to do reconstruction to the entire system. If there isn't people that are willingly going to serve for the country of the United States of America and be happy to be American, then they have to go. We cannot continue to allow people to misrepresent what this means. America isn't Ukraine or any other country and nobody wants to live in an authoritarian country that's why china is failing that's why there are more people trying to come into america than are trying to leave america look at the numbers go look at them yourself go look at the statistics there's more people trying to illegally come into this country because they want to get all the benefits of being in this country than where they're from okay that's not okay I pay my taxes. I have been working since I was 12 years old, okay? My parents wanted to instill responsibility in me, and they did. I understood what it meant to work for a dollar, mow lawns, watch the neighborhood kids, whatever it was that I did for my first jobs, you know, working at the local pharmacy or whatever my first jobs were, uh, camp counselor, all the things that I did as a kid, as a teenager, that instills something in me that it's supposed to instill in you nothing's free and you have to work hard for everything that has been removed from like the beginning of like anything in the united states of america and outside of the fact that we're in denial about what a recession is and we're not actually in a recession we're going into a depression okay things are bad The market is pretending like everything is okay and they're trying to calculate the fact that everything is bad and it's green, but it's going to be red again because there's still an issue with iPhones. There's still an issue with all the the stuff coming in from these other places and everything's taking forever to come in. Stores are closing. They closed the Vera Bradley in the mall that I'm at. They closed the things to remember. JCPenney is likely going out of business. Macy's is closing stores, man. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Things are not going good. Brick and borders are death to retail. Why would I want to go into a store when I can order everything online? Why wouldn't I just play a yearly membership for $100 and get everything delivered directly to my house? Even if I do live in a flat, a condo, an apartment, a house, wherever I live, why would I want to go to a store and deal with traffic and parking in my car and all these things? when I don't have to do that. And I was saying this to my husband before COVID starting, things are going to change. Money no longer has any value. And I know people wanna act like the dollar matters, but they are creating ways so that you can't buy things with cash. And it's only gonna get worse. The new world order is not a joke and it is coming for everybody. And no one's paying attention. People get caught up in these distractions, and they're not paying attention. Outside of the fact that everything I just said is happening, inflation sucks. What about education? Why are we allowing the Rainbow Mafia to take over education? I've said it before, my children will not be going to public school, they will be going to Catholic school and I will happily pay for that. And I don't care what you think because it's really not an opinion. I've had the conversation with my mom, my parents, And my husband's family as well, they're going to Catholic school and there's nothing to talk about. You know why my children are going to Catholic school? Because I don't for a moment trust that my children are actually going to be able to learn and aspire to do anything in a public school where they want my children to learn about LGBTQ btq plus things no my children don't need to know anything about that if we have sons they need to be outside digging holes in the ground and doing boy things if we have girls then they need to be girls i'm not with all this confusion of what sexuality you are and i am not going to promote that in my household i think it's insane and i'm not about that and teachers should have a limitation right Everybody, regardless of your sexuality, should know the harm it is to be talking about this ridiculous insanity with children. But no one is saying it. My poor nephew, man. My nephew Carter is like seven or eight. I just, I worry for him. Like, I worry for him. Like, and I love the kid. He's really smart. He's really bright. I think he's going to do amazing things. But I worry about what he's being taught at school and as somebody that has a master's in education i'm telling you i'm telling you these people are unapologetically insane they don't actually care about children they care about numbers and they're trying to be politically correct so they think including these psychotic books about sexuality and sex is okay why did i have to take like like sexuality class i don't even remember when i took it i think it was like a junior in high school or something. I mean, at that point, I already knew what sex was. Like, come on now, really? This is the only talk you should have with your parents. Your dad should tell you to wear a condom and your mom is probably gonna tell you to have birth control. If you're gonna have sex at a younger age, put a condom on and be safe and understand that you could possibly get pregnant. It's It might, it, it might happen. So maybe wear two condoms, pull out. There's things you can do. To not get pregnant if you want to have sex at a younger age. And I'm not going to tell you that kids aren't having sex. Because they are. Okay. They are learning about each other's bodies. They're touching each other. They're likely going to do it. And especially right now. Let's not lie to each other. And I hate when parents do the thing where they try to like victimize their children for learning about their bodies. Like that's the stupid thing that I hate. Stop. I want to be a different kind of a parent. Right. And i'm going to be my children are going to be curious so was i they're going to want to explore themselves and do things and the only thing i'm going to tell them is to be safe i love you regardless of whatever happens and i'll be here because i'm the rock and you're my child and that is it that's all you can do teenagers are going to be teenagers we were teenagers I did crazy things when I was a teenager that my mom and dad don't even know I did probably. But I definitely did them and I'm not gonna apologize for them because I'm glad that I was able to be a teenager. I was able to go to parties. I was able to drink vodka for the first time. I was able to do crazy, insane stuff as a teenager and I'm not apologizing for that. Did I have fun when I was in college? Yes, I went to parties. Yes, I went to clubs. Yes, I was a teenager. Yes, I was in college. I had all the fun that you could ever imagine in college. I did that, and I don't have any apologies for that. But education is taking a turn where we want to indoctrinate students at a young age and even students into college believing that there are different sex and they're not. If you get your penis cut off, you're still not a woman because it's not genetically real. I'm sorry that you don't feel comfortable in your skin. But please make an appointment with a therapist so you can psychologically talk about it the correct way. There is medication. And do you really want to be consuming medication for the rest of your life so that you can be something that you're not supposed to be? I know people don't like the idea that God has created us, but he did. Like, And you're doing stuff that... That logically is going to have ramifications and it's going to have really bad consequences. Do you really want to be in pain for the rest of your life? I mean, I guess you do. Moral of the story, like I say every day, the government and the media is not on your side. Open your eyes. My mom thought something happened to Nancy Pelosi's husband. He's gay and he got caught with his boyfriend. Hunter Biden had a laptop, and he probably did dealings with China and Japan and any other country, especially Russia and especially Ukraine. These people are fronters and liars, and they don't believe in the stuff that they sell. They don't. They're all hypocritical, bougie pretenders. Wake up. It's Thursday and not one of these people care about you or how you feel about anything. They don't care about you or how you feel at the gas station. They don't care about how you feel when you're trying to figure out how you're going to feed your kids. They don't care about the fact that maybe you're having difficulty with getting pregnant and you have to go to a doctor and that's going to cost thousands of dollars to figure out how to artificially inseminate so you can become pregnant. They don't care they don't actually care instead they want to promote abortions so you want to complain about the fact that we don't have enough babies in this country then you support abortions for literally decades upon decades upon decades and it's embarrassing looking at the amount of black babies that are dead because they got aborted by their indoctrinated mothers um i'm not going to be a part of that and if you were a part of that you need to really talk to god Just think about what you've done. You've taken a life away from the world in a weird place. And I know nobody's going to call you out for what you are. But you're indoctrinated and you're a sheep. And you have no voice. Because when they tell you to be silent, you are. And I will never be that. I will always talk. I will always raise my hand and ask questions. And I will always be the one to disagree with insanity that doesn't makes sense. I am a woman. I have a vagina. I'm going to have kids. They're going to come in my room. I'm going to give birth. There's that. I'm a woman. I have a period. I'm a woman. If you have a penis and you're a man and you come, you're a man. Like, come on. It's that simple. We cannot fall into this trap. And there's consequences for the insanity. It's Thursday. No media is allowed. They're liars and they're coming for you. The new world order and Jeff Bezos wants you to live in a box. And eat some crackers. And take away any power you've ever had. And we need to stand up and tell Jeff Bezos he can kick rocks. Because he's not in control of me and I don't need him. So don't allow these people to indoctrinate you and accept handouts because they're not handouts. They're strings attached. Moving into the next part of our conversation. Designer isn't everything. Designer isn't everything. I was looking at Louis Vuitton bags because I saw this Louis Vuitton bag when I was eating Subway with my husband and I wanted it. And it cost $2,000 and I'm likely going to save up my money and buy it because I like it. Um, The Neverfull bag. I have a brown one that I bought a while ago. Um, I love it. Um, I was questioning, you know, the designer in me, like, do I really like Prada? I do like Prada a lot. Do I like Chanel? I love Chanel. Do I love Louis Vuitton? Louis Vuitton is everything. Oh my God. I love the stitching. I love, I love the patterns. I love it. I do. I really do. But designer isn't everything. Everything doesn't have to be designer. You can mitch match. Everything doesn't have to be ridiculously priced. And if you are going to Tiffany's and you are going to Louis Vuitton, the wallets are like $675. Like, we're talking about a different class, man. The shoes are starting at $750 and the watches are starting at $750. This isn't like typical things. And I like designer fashion. I like I like diamonds and I like expensive things. I've always had expensive tastes and I spent my money on some things that are not in an ordinary girl's eyes. Yes, I have a lot of designer things in my closet and I spread it out so it can last longer. One of my great friends, Michelle, gave me a Louis Vuitton wallet and it's real. And, um, It goes with my Neverfull bag. And not only do I have a wallet, but I have a change purse and I have a bunch of different items that I can go back and forth on between designer. And um, I like having designer things. Now, does that mean everybody's gonna like it? Some people don't understand it and they just don't like it at all. I like it in a different way. Um, I think having designer means you're gonna have something that the quality is gonna last a long time. Because things that don't have a name behind them are, are, is a crappy quality. And it's probably not going to last a long time. Um, when it comes to coats, you don't want to buy like a cheap coat. Like this DKNY, which is Donna Karen, Ralph Lauren, Polo. Like There's certain things that you're going to buy that has better quality than other things. And you have to shop at different stores. I was very upset when, um, not Nordstrom, but the other store that closed in the mall. That's being taken over by um, the stupid furniture store closed. Lord & Taylor. I loved Lord & Taylor's because the majority of everything that they had in that store was a different quality. And now I lost that. Right? That's gone. I'm not finding that in JCPenney. That's not the same store. And I don't really like Macy's. So for me... I like going online and finding like stores that have like designer things in them. And that's why I like Goodwill. That's why I like Savers. That's why I like the thrift store. I can go through the sections and find the designer thing. It's likely I'm not going to find anything Louis Vuitton there because the moment someone finds that, they're going to buy it. But maybe I will. I found a designer watch in a Goodwill with my mom and I looked it up and Googled it and it's $750 and we paid seven bucks for it. Now see, that's how you do designer. And I I named this designer isn't everything. But if you want to do designer and you don't want to pay the price for a designer, you got to know how to find it and buy it. It's it's a work of art being able to do that, and you really have to go through these stores one at a time to separate the crappy from the pretty. I have an eye for beauty. I have an eye for perfection, and I have an eye for designer. And I've always wanted luxury. And to me, luxury is buying something that is going to last a long time. I've had my never full bag for a long time. And it still looks like it did when I bought it out of the store. I'm the type of girl that wants to go in Chanel, pick something out, buy it and leave. Or order it online and get delivered to my house. I like nice things and there's nothing wrong with that. But nice things isn't everything. Sometimes you just want to wear some sweatpants that you got for Forever 21 that cost five bucks. Sometimes you want to wear some like... Michael Kors sweatpants that cost maybe 200 I don't know. And I'm really not into Michael Kors, but I mean, I'll wear it. It's there. I like Ray-Bans. Like, I like high-quality items, and they're not cheap. But you can like high-quality items that you can find for cheap. It's called thrifting. My mother taught me how to do it, and I'm so glad she did. If you want designer things and you don't want to pay designer prices, go to Goodwill and Savers, and the thrift store, and learn how to go through the items to find it. It's very simple, very easy. You have the scanner on your phone. You scan the thing with the Scantron, and then it tells you exactly how much it actually costs. Or you can Google it while you're shopping to see what the actual worth of what you're looking for. I like looking for jewelry in those kind of stores because you can find like really nice watches in thrift stores. Designer isn't everything, but designer sets you apart from everyone else. Know that. Do you want to be that girl? Do you want to be that dude? Do you want designer on your wrist? I mean, I like looking at a watch and feeling like I own time. So that's the mindset I have. What mindset do you have? In my mind, I'm already at the top. So everything else is at the bottom. I'm I'm not going to be sad about that. And I'm not going to give you an apology. Honestly, the reason I have this mindset is because I know I have to have this mindset in order to lead and be amazing. In order for me to continuously be amazing and continuously push and go forward and live an exceptional life, I have to already know that I'm exceptional. I'm the top of what everybody wants to be. And they're still trying to be that. And I have to continue to push. So designer is just a part of that. That's just another way to rectify myself and understand myself in a way that no one else does. Having a pretty bag and a pretty scarf and some earrings that no one can afford is fun. Driving a car that costs more than everything in your house is fun. Knowing that whatever is next for me is just a part of the game that I'm playing is fun. Designer doesn't have to be everything, but if you like it, why not have it? Why not spend your money on something that is actually going to have worth Just a thought. Moving into the next part of our conversation. Ignorance is bliss. You know, the more I think about it, people are kind of stupid. The minority is the smart, right? So instead of me minding other people's business and trying to tattletale and snitch and and be that person that's going to save people for themselves... Man, you made your bed laying it. Like, you want to be an idiot? Go be an idiot by yourself. I like to read books and I like to listen to poetry, right? Like, I'm good. Like, I like to have intelligent conversations with intelligent people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be a part of the stupid crew that doesn't know what to talk about. You can tell very clearly when somebody's stupid and ignorant. They can't say words correctly and they use the wrong dialogue. It's quite evident. Instead of trying to fix people, ignore them. Because you can't fix everything. And people want to be ignorant. Like, I hate when somebody says something really dumb and you try to explain something to them and they just want to ignore you and they want to act like what you're saying is wrong. And you know that they're an idiot. So you're just sitting there and you're just like, how do I deal with this? You want to know how you deal with it? Don't respond to them. Don't waste your time. You're more valuable than that. You listening to this right now, people are stupid. Not you, people. If you're surrounded by people that are just doing stupid things, making stupid decisions, and it's driving you crazy, then that means you're normal. Sorry to tell you that. If people's bad decisions are really irritating you and you just feel like, Why is this person doing that? This is idiotic. They can't afford this. There's a million things you could be feeling. You could be watching a loved one make a bad decision and thinking to yourself, this is going to be really horrible at the outcome, but you can't control what the outcome is for them, especially if they're an adult. You have to let them make the stupid decision because they're going to have to live through their stupidity. So the only advice I can give to you is let them lay in the bed they made. Let them close the coffin that they dug the hole for and let them deal with the consequences of their bad decisions. Ignorance is bliss. It's like an infection that can infect multiple people at once. It's kind of worse than the flu. And once you get it, you might not be able to get it off of you. Beware of ignorance because it's trying to come for everybody. Including me and including you. And stupid people can like each other because I'm not coming to that party. I'm good. I don't want to be invited. Next. Next part of the conversation. Structure is key. I do believe that structure is key. I do believe we all need a foundation. We have to understand who we are at a young age, unfortunately, because we live in a very judgmental society that tells you if you don't look like this, if your hair doesn't look like that, you don't fit in. Now, I grew up with curly hair, right? A thick kind of hair that's not just straight unless you perm it. And then it's like ridiculously straight. But if you don't perm it and it's natural, it's kind of puffy. It's 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 naturally curly. Right. That's the kind of hair I have. I grew up in a town where it was predominantly white and I'm a mixed kid. So I had friends of all races. But I found my structure in college. Because it was when in college where I realized none of that mattered. And there's people of all different races, all different textures of hair, all different skin tones, and none of that shit matters. Cause it doesn't matter. I think when we're in school and we're young, we're confirm we're like sort of like everybody's saying things, and you have these stupid friends. Which likely you're not going to be friends with, with your, when you're an adult unless you've got a really serious relationship. Like my best friends when I was in like high school, I'm not best friends with them now. We don't have anything to talk about. Like I have rules. If you're not in my life in a positive way, then you don't need to be in my life. Because I don't have time to be dealing with people that are not making a positive impact on me. Because I'm trying to be a different in a different kind of a way. But the peer pressure and the just the insanity of it all makes makes it like there's no structure there. And now things are worse. Like people are actively telling kids not to go to college. And I know college is a ripoff. I know it costs too much money. I know people are like, how am I going to pay for college? But kids still need to go. It's a breakaway from their parents. They need to grow up. They need the foundation. They need the structure. They need to be in a place that prepares them for the world. College prepares you for the fact that you're going to be in competition with people. College gives you the mindset and the wit to understand that you're going to have to arrive on time, that you're going to have to do projects, that you're going to have to step in and do something you've never done before and learn how to do it. You're going to have to be reliable and responsible. That's what college provides to you. And it costs money to get it because learning these techniques and all these things shouldn't be free. It, confer- it conforms you to understand you're going to have to do something for a long time and do it over and over and over again, like a consistent belt, just over and over and over again. I go to my job every day and I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. Granted, sometimes some things are different than others, but it's like a repeating pattern. Honestly. Structure is necessary. So for all those saying that college is not important and not everybody has to go to college. They either need to go to college or they need to have a job or they need to do like something that gives them stability. Because if they don't have stability, what do they have? How are you going to figure out what you love if you don't have a stable ground to do it on? Structure is key. Especially for kids that are growing up that might not have it. And I just talked to you about the problem was education. And this is coming from a teacher, right? I've seen it. I did student teaching. I made my own lesson plans. I've done all of it, bro. Like I've been there. We have a problem in America. Nobody is talking about structure. It's okay for all these like kids that don't know what the hell they're doing to have kids and then not understand the responsibility of being a parent. It's okay for people to get one job, quit it. And then decide they want to do something else. And then they can't pay their rent. And now they're evicted. And they can't pay their car payment. And they're invested themselves into all this stuff. And it's okay to like convince somebody to get a 401k. But they don't understand retirement. And they don't understand stocks and bonds and money. Stability bro. And structure. If you don't have that. What are you building your life with? Because it just can't be a guess and a whim. Because it's not going to get you anywhere. And you're going to be flat on your ass trying to figure out what's next. And life will eat you alive. So. Find your structure. And build upon it. Because you can't build a house. On air. You need. To have certain things to put the foundation down. To build it up. And we're constantly building our lives up. Next part of the conversation. Reliable cars. I don't know. I haven't really had good luck with vehicles. Like my first car. Oh my god. It was a piece of crap. It was a rebuild. And I just needed a car in college. So I got that. Um... Then there was a car after that, which was a Honda, and that got totaled because some idiot was on his phone, not paying attention to me, and totaled my car. Great. I have a mark on my hand that's going to be a reminder of that car accident for the rest of my life. So happy about that. Thanks, douchebag. Um, then I got a Nissan Rogue, only to realize that those things eat up money like nothing. Like, $80 was to fill up the tank? Dude, why? And, like... I got the car right and it came from like a um, like the thing where you bid on the cars that's where I got it from and I got it from this dealer that was right next to it it was a hunk of junk bro like granted it was five thousand and I got three thousand for it when I went to trade it in. But it was a piece of crap. Every other week I had to bring it to the mechanic to get it fixed. And my mom has an amazing mechanic. He's awesome. But like as someone that works like every day, I don't have time to be driving to the mechanic every week to get it fixed. So it was a hunk of junk. Now I switched over to a Volkswagen Jetta, which I absolutely love. I actually grew up driving Jetta. That's the car like i learned how to drive in like right that's the car my dad took me out and taught me how to drive in. it was a jetta um actually he taught me how to drive a stick shift and an automatic so i kind of know how to do both i'm not really a fan of stick shift but you know if if all else failed i know how to drive it um it's one of the great things my dad ever did was you know teaching me how to drive the most difficult vehicle in the world but you know if a porsche comes along i'll be fine um moving on um i do think i like volkswagen i think i like a vehicle that is not just a normal everyday car like it's a luxury vehicle at the beginning of the conversation i talked to you about designer things i like luxury And I like dependability and I like reliability. I like knowing I'm investing my money in something that I'm actually going to get the good out of it. And typically, I don't feel like that when I buy stuff. Like, but with my car, I want to feel that. And so the investment that I made in my vehicle, I think, was a smart investment for me. Maybe in two years, I want to, like, trade it out and get something else or something newer. I don't know what's going to happen, but I found a really great dealership and I'm excited about whatever happens with that um, I'm just, I'm happy with my vehicle decision. And after totaling my car and getting a hunk of junk again, and then getting a nicer one, it's nice knowing I have a car. I don't know if I want to go back to an SUV, like spending $80 to fill up the tank was kind of stressful for me. And like, I I thought I wanted an SUV, you know, in preparation of getting a kid because I thought it'd be easier. But I kind of like my car, it makes me feel like I'm no, like, really, like, cool. Not just cool, but savvy and, like, European. And I like the European feel. And I, I like German vehicles. So, I'm not, I'm not an American car person. And Nissan was, and I didn't like it. So, I'm good. Yeah, I'm staying away from any American car. I'll pass. Yeah, I'm not a Ford person. I don't want Nissan. I'm good. Like, from here on out, I'm sticking Volkswagen or anything that's not American. Yeah, just saying. It's too much time and money and effort goes into these cars. And my mom still has a Ford Focus and that thing's been running forever. So she got lucky. But every car that I've had that's American has been a piece of crap. And I didn't get that lucky. So, you know, hats off to mom with your amazing vehicle that has outdone all of ours. But I'm staying away from American vehicles. I will stay German or anything that's not American. Just saying. Uh, Putting the phone down. I don't know if we can do that anymore. Like, I'm eating dinner with my husband at Panera Bread. And we did it, what's today? Thursday. We We went to eat dinner on Tuesday, right? The entire time he was on his phone. But I can't fault him because the entire time I was on my phone deleting emails, looking at Pinterest, seeing what Daily Wire show I'm going to listen to later, just all these things. And it took away from us actually talking to each other. I really want to implement something with him where when we're eating dinner or when when we're going out for dinner or we're having a special time together whatever that is, we put our phone down and we actually talk to each other and do something together because we don't always need to be on our phones. Granted, I'm likely on my phone because I don't really go on my phone during work because that's not good, but I can't always be deleting emails and I don't know what he's doing. I think it's like something fantasy related or something, but I don't, I'm not a bossy wife, bro. I don't like sit there and say, what are you doing on your phone? Why are you on your phone? I don't like doing that and I'm not going to. So I really think we need to implement something together to figure it out. But I don't think it's just me and Skip doing it. I think it's the world doing it because I caught my mom doing it. We're out to lunch with each other and we're at a restaurant and she's on her phone. Everybody is always on their phone. No one can put the damn thing down. Like, what are you looking at? are you talking to and why are you talking to someone else when you're in someone else's presence that shit is so disrespectful I don't like it and I don't do it but people constantly do it to me and it just makes me feel like I don't know if I have anybody else left where they're not going to be on their phone and be with me and I think the answer is zero it's upsetting but that's technology and there's no coming back from whatever's happening. I don't think we're going back to a time where no one had their phone out. I think the phone thing is going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And I think that I am an anomaly and I'm all by myself feeling like, why can't we put the phone down? Cause I don't know if anybody actually agrees with that. My own mom won't put the phone down. My brothers won't put the phone down. My husband won't put the phone down. I don't know anybody that I put the phone down. Maybe my best friend, but even she isn't going to put the phone down. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Next part of the conversation, finding a new book. So how do I find a new book? Well, I find an author I really like and I read whatever book I can find in a collection. I have a bunch of collections of books. Uh, I've got Twilight. I've got Harry Potter, of course. I've got Percy Jackson. Read all those. I've got the whole Mary Higgins Clark collection. I'm still building on that collection, trying to get all the books. Still building on my Karen carol higgins clark collection i've got mostly all the stephen king's books that he's ever written um i have a massive collection of mysteries from a bunch of mystery writers that you might not know i really like eric rickstad i have a bunch of books from megan marins and i like horror too so i've got an anomaly of books um also lord of the rings as well um how do i pick out the books it's depending on how i'm feeling Sometimes I go back and forth between Harry Potter and Twilight just because I've read those books so many times and I love the story. I know it in and out. I know the characters, you know, just by the sound of the words. I, I just, and I really love those series. But I'm trying to break out of just reading those over and over and over again. So I've been really focusing on Eric Rickstad, and I think he does an amazing job still. He has so many books that just, are riveting and good and I got my brother Todd um, one of the books and I really hope he likes it too I think that reading is such an escape for me it's an escape from all the stuff that I have to deal with I'm not trying to act like I'm a victim because I'm not but sometimes life can get stressful and being able to pick up a book and getting lost in that utopia it's kind of relishing I like being able to pick up a book and forget everything else around me and be stuck on that story. And I really don't have anything else to to help me escape my reality except for reading. Because like I just said, I'm surrounded by people that are always on their phone. Even when I'm at work, I watch my coworkers be on their phone and I work in a financial environment and they do it there. And then I come home and my husband's on his phone. So like the only thing I can navigate to is a book because I think the only time I'm not going to be touching a electronic device, whether it's a computer at work, my laptop, a tablet, my, my iPad, it's when I have a book in my hand and I can touch and feel it and read the words. So to pick a new book you have to be in a mood to read something like do you want to read a mystery do you want to read horror do you want to read romance i really i'm not a romance reader but they exist but uh, I, i'm not really into that um i do have a couple of like love stories like um walk to remember um that author is really good um outside of like that i really don't do love stories I'm really a mystery buff, so I, I I love Agatha Christie too. Um, I love mysteries. That's my go-to, like trying to solve a murder, trying to figure out what happened, who did it. I like the Who Does It. Those are my things. That's what I navigate toward. So I try to find. Sometimes I try to like go in Barnes and Noble and go to like the mystery section and pick an author that I haven't read yet. I also like, um, what's his name? Uh, Damn it. Now I can't remember his damn name. Uh It's a sad. I'm trying to remember his name. Give me a moment. You know I'm on Barnes & Noble trying to figure this out because James Patterson. Ding, ding, ding. Bro, how can I forget his name? He is one of the most amazing mystery writers ever. I don't even know how many James Patterson books I've read. But I used to go to the library, um, the Noel Webster Library, and I used to just pick out one book at a time and read the entire thing in like a week because I'm obsessed because he does an amazing job. He has so many collections of different books. Like there's the Murder Club series. Oh, so good. He's amazing. If you're looking for an amazing author and you want to start somewhere, start with him. Also, Stacy Willingham's pretty good. Uh there's a bunch of authors that are just uh Alyssa Cole, Tracy Wolf, just just amazing authors. Daniel Hurst. I could I could keep going. Lisa Jewell. They're so Greg Olson. There's so many amazing books. You just got to go find them. And my favorite place to be in the world is Barnes and & Noble in and a book nook. Or in my house in my favorite chair in my book nook next to my bookcase. If I was going to pick one place to be in the world stop, that's what it would be, in a Barnes & Noble surrounded by books and mysteries and murders in the best time of your life and escaping my reality to read someone else's. I love reading. It's the best thing that I could have ever discovered is reading, which is why I loved school, which is why I loved my master's program, which is why I love education and I love learning because reading is the foundation of all of that. So if you're gonna pick out a new mystery book, James Patterson, or try some Eric Rickstad, And if you wanna read some horror, Stephen King is always available. You should start with it. But uh, you might want to prepare for never sleeping again. Just saying. You want a clown with a knife at your bed that's going to stab you every night? Maybe he's hiding in the closet. I don't know. I'm really, I don't get scared with horror anymore. I grew up with brothers. And as a child, we watched all the scary movies together. And I've just been like, the band-aid was ripped off. So fear doesn't exist in me anymore. But I love reading. Next part of the conversation, Star Wars talk, The Circle season five. Dude, this season, everybody is like so emotional and like they're making decisions and they're in clicks. And it's just the people are getting taken off the show that I like. But the funniest part is when the dad is trying to pretend to be his daughter, like they keep doing that. Like it always fails. So I don't really know what's next. But then they took the British guy off that I really liked. Like, what happened with him? Like, why is there all this favoritism? I don't know if I'm liking the fact that they're doing the LGBTQ, uh, the Rainbow Mafia, like, Rainbow stuff. Like, what happened to them just having regular people on the show? Why do we have to have, like, these people that are, like, trans and non-binary now? or gay, or whatever it is. Now, I don't have anything against that stuff, but why can't it just be, like, guys and girls? Like, the reason I didn't want to watch Are You the One anymore is because they made it into some, like, nightmare. And, like, I don't really know if I could watch that, because, like, I don't even know what I'm watching. I don't know. That's the part that has me hesitant. Like, where are we going from here? Is the next season just going to be a bunch of gay people and nobody, like, like, why does everything have to be with a rainbow? Like, why are we navigating that way? Why can't it just be a regular show with guys and girls? And I'm not saying there's not gay people or people that want to be with the same sex, but I'm saying why does everybody have to want to do that? That's what I am saying. What's going on when when we're p- picking cast people? You're you're really setting a trend with the show now, and I'm not sure about it. But I do like the people that are on this season. But it seems like they're real picky, man. Like, one episode, one person's, like, number one. And then the other episode, one person's, like, number eight. Like, like, and half the time, they're not even talking to each other. So how do you, like, build on the fact that somebody's cool if you don't even talk to them? Like, and I feel like some of the people are going on the show and they're hiding who they are because they're afraid of if they are who they are, no one's going to like them. Like, if you come out and you say you're, like, a model, everybody's going to hate you automatically if you come out you say you're a podcaster people are going to be like i can't talk to you like it kind of feels like that or if you come out and you say you're smart and you're an engineer people are going to judge you for that i don't know kind of what it feels like trank masters i want to see that you season four oh my god i don't know what to expect with this he has gotten crazy but he's really entertaining he kind of reminds me of american Psycho. he does I have no idea what's going to happen in this next season, especially after what happened in the last season. Like, what's going to happen with the sun? Like, Like, what's going to happen with all this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and we're going to have to see. Anna, Drink Masters. I'm not sure what's happening with Drink Masters, but I'd watch it. Where the Crawdads Sing? That's on Netflix. That movie was in the movie theater. Did it not do good? Like it went to Netflix real quick. Haven't watched it yet, but I want to. Echoes? Maybe. Pray for the Devil. Looks like that's on Paramount Plus. I do want to see that, but you have to pay for it. So I don't know if I should wait till it's free or just pay $5.99 to watch it. You know how I feel about the movies. Typically I do go see horror movies at the movie theater, but I've just been so busy lately I haven't had any time to actually figure out what movies we want to go to. Like, mm, like do we want to just sit on the couch and watch it in our living room or do we want to actually drive to the movie theater and spend like $70? I don't know. The Devil's Hours, that looks kind of good, and Mammals. I think that's on Amazon. We'll give it a try. I flip things around today cuz it's Thursday and we're going to get into Spill Some Tea Thursday. Yeah. So here's the T I'm gonna spell. It's a question. Why can't you be picky? Why do you have to look at me and judge me because I don't like what you have? Why do you have to look at me and judge me because I disagree with you? Why do you have to look at me and judge me because I think you're a fucking moron? Why can't I be picky? Why can't I say whatever I want? Why do you always have to shove your opinion down my throat? Is my question to the world, right? Instagram, everybody always wants to post a fucking question. Same thing with Facebook, which is why I totally just deactivated it and i don't care about facebook facebook is where you go where you want to remember being like fucking 12. I'm good. I don't want to remember being 12 because I'm not 12, right? Pass. I don't want to scroll through family members and friends from college that I could just fucking text if I want to, right? Like I actually made friends in all those places and I actually have real family that I don't have to be on social media with to get to talk to me. So I don't understand that, but okay. Like why is the idea that I can't be picky? I don't want to eat at that restaurant. I don't like those shoes. What kind of bag is that? Where did you get that from? I don't want to buy my clothes at Walmart. I don't even like Walmart. Why can't I be picky? Why can't I be bougie? I don't shop at Walmart, right? And I don't eat certain things, right? And I shouldn't have to care about that, right? Why is the idea the moment that you're a picky, bougie person, people want to act like you're so poor, poor, Like there's this guy at my job, right? And he was making fun of the town that we work in. Because he's trying to clarify the fact that everybody's stuck up and he's from some place where nobody's stuck up. No, you're from some place where they don't have money. That's what it is. Let me just be real frank to you. Why can't I be picky? Why can't I want to live somewhere where people have those attitudes? Because I have that attitude. Because I know my worth. And I want to be surrounded by other people that have that same attitude with me. I'm not saying everybody shouldn't like each other because they should. But I'm saying... Why can't people be picky? Why is the first thought, the thought of the coworker that said, it's only here that these people have these attitudes. It's not just that place. It's other places too. People are just afraid to have their opinions be heard. I'm picky and I don't really care what you think. That's That's the tea of the day. You can be as picky as you want. If you get to a restaurant and the food is cold and you want hot food, tell them you want hot food. If you went to McDonald's and you ordered the chicken nugget combo and they didn't give you a damn chicken nuggets, drive around that goddamn circle and go back to the the window and say, where's my nuggets? Get your nuggets and make sure your fries are hot. Just saying before you drive off the drive-thru. If you're eating at a restaurant and that's not what you ordered, then tell them that. You don't have to hide. If you bought something and there's a rip in it and you got the receipt, return it. You can be picky. If you're taking a class at college and it's not meeting up to your full pot and you don't like the professor and the professor has an attitude with you, then go tell somebody, bruh. Don't be scared. If you're working at a job and somebody has an attitude, be an adult. Voice your thoughts. Don't hide in a corner and don't think that you can't say things. Picky. Isn't the problem. It's the people that want to have opinions about the pickiness. Just saying. There's some tea for your Thursday. You can be as picky as you want to be. And you don't have to care about what anybody thinks. Just saying. Next part of our conversation. Let's get into some food with Big Star. Um, Air fryer cheese dippers. Oh my God. The thought of that sounds bomb. So here's how you do it, right? You take... like string cheese, right? And you do crumbles all around it. And you can use like milk or oil to get the crumble to stay on the cheese, right? Then you get a sheet, the sheets that you can put on the pans, you put that at the bottom and you separate them. Then you know, you can either do one or you could do double-decker cheese sticks and you could put them on top of another. Or you could use mozzarella, like fresh mozzarella, if you don't want to use the string cheese. Or you can do a combination of all of that together. Like, if you really want it cheesy, I would just do all of it. Like, um, this is the kind of cheese that might stop your heart, but it's going to taste good when you die. So, there's that. Um, you got to put that in the oven. I'd say anywhere from 10 to 12 minutes. You don't want it to burn, but you do want it to melt, right? Maybe not even 10 minutes, maybe like eight. Uh, You could put this on like 350. I wouldn't go higher than that or it's going to burn and you're going to have black cheese. Um, Don't put it on broil. Just let it simmer, right? Or if you want, if you want to really go crazy, get the cupcake dish shove the cheese in that maybe take the string cheese and make it a circle then put the mozzarella in the middle then put pepperoni on top of it then you can make your own little mini pizzas and this is a keto a variation of that you put that in the oven in a cupcake um whatever it's called sheet take that out after like 10 minutes put some sauce and on the pan and then you just made like mini pizzas no carbs I'm telling you, you'll like it. It is going to taste really good. The keto disruption. I do believe for a long time, everybody was in denial about carbohydrates. I do believe for for a long time, people didn't want to invest in thinking that they could cook differently or eat differently. I like the idea of keto. Now, I've had mixed opinions, mixed people's people say one thing then do another i think if you're actually looking for a way to lose weight eat and not be like dying trying to figure out what you're going to eat like i can only eat salad i can only eat tuna i can't have anything then you should do keto like you should more meat less of other things you could do that too you don't always have to constantly be like having things that you don't need to have necessarily I think keto is a good option, especially if you want an easy way to lose weight. Get rid of the carbs. No bread. Lettuce wrapped. You can have a burger with lettuce on it. You don't always have to eat bread and pasta. There's other alternatives. There's vegan versions of it. You can make your own pasta. Just why don't? Why do you need the pasta? Make a soup. Like there's vegan pasta that doesn't have any carbs in it. You can even make it by yourself. Or you can make the the veggie pasta. You can do broccoli pasta. You can do uh, asparagus spirals or zucchini noodles or really whatever you want. Like I have the spiralizer. I can literally make carrots in the pasta. I mean, I was vegan for a long time and I'm tempted to go back to that and do I mean, vegan keto just so I can eat things that are better. You can make a change and a difference in your life if you want to. And doing keto is making a disruption to what you thought was normal. Stuffed tomatoes. So stuffed tomatoes is like stuffed peppers. So you're basically shoving everything in a tomato that you were shoving the a stuffed pepper. Put it in an oven anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. Let everything bake and cook. Take it out. Split it. Eat it. Very good. You can put ground beef, peppers, onions, jalapenos because you know I like everything hot. Um, also I would put some, uh, I would use some extra virgin olive oil in the tomato before I put the vegetables in there. Then I would stuff some mozzarella. You can do it shredded or the whole thing Just shove like big clunks of that in there with the beef. Then I would put some hot sauce cause I like everything spicy cause I'm, I'm a hot tamale. Um, then you're going to want to You could even put the top back on if you want and then put cheese around it if you want it to look like that. And then you could add pictures to Instagram or Pinterest or whatever you're doing. And then I would put some sour cream at the top of it. Uh, Yeah, because you want all the cheese to soak in everything and you really want it to have all those flavors. And I really it's really a delicious way to have like uh, something stuffed that's not a pepper. I really think you're going to like it. It's really good. It looks really good. I saw the recipe on um, Pinterest and I just decided to add more things into it that more so fit into what I like. But you can do it any way you want to. You don't have to add meat into it. If you want, you can just add vegetables into it. You don't have to add ground beef if you want. You could add chicken or really any meat you want. You could probably put steak in there anything you want to put in there. It's really whatever you want. The great thing about these recipes is... You can do whatever you want with them. And you're not stuck doing it one way or another. You can do it whatever way you want. Bacon wrapped cheesy chicken. Now we're talking. So you take the bacon. I mean, not the bacon. You take the chicken, right? You take the bacon not cooked. You wrap the bacon around the chicken. Then you take mozzarella and cheddar. But not the like shredded version. Or to make it easier, get the shredded version. Then you clunk all that on top of it, pour some olive oil over it for some flavor and some salt. Shove that in the oven for 15 to 20 minutes. Take it out. Boom! You are going to cut into that and feel like you're in heaven. It is going to be delicious. I would even get some spicy Romano sauce to put on top of it. I would make my own sauce. Chop up some um, some big tomatoes with some peppers and some onions. Let's get crazy with it. Add some hot sauce in there. Add some sour cream in that sauce too. Mmm. 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 I'm getting hungry thinking about that. For the love of God. Mmm. I want it so bad. Uh, I think I might make that for dinner. That is what's going to be for dinner tonight. Bacon wrapped cheesy chicken let's go loaded chicken tostadas what do i mean by loaded chicken tostadas i mean you're taking those tostada that you're making from scratch bro and you're shoving all the chicken up in that with some lettuce and some pico and some jalapenos and some peppers and some onions and some taco sauce and some baja like mayo sauce or whatever you want to make shove it all in there and just eat it mm, doesn't that sound good buffalo chicken stuffed peppers We just talked about stuffed tomatoes, but why not do stuffed peppers, too? Now we're talking. I say, why not? So if we're doing the stuffed peppers and the buffalo chicken, so you're going to want to use green peppers or red peppers. You take all of what's in the peppers out. You're going to want to make a pepper sauce with that, so leave that to the side. You want to get, you're going to want to get some jalapenos, add that in. Then you want to take the onions, put that to the side too. You're going to want to um, put some big, put some bacon and chicken, okay? Because you're going to need both. Uh, you're going to either want to get your air fryer or your one pan. You're going to want to sauté the chicken uh put some oil and vinegar on top of it you want to cook it till it has a little bit of color but not fully right chop that into pieces okay like you can either use the the cutlery scissors or you can use a sharp knife whatever you makes you happy i like the scissors because they're cooking scissors and they're really easy to cook with uh you're going to want to get A decent amount of chicken. I would use like six cutlets for this because you want a decent amount of chicken. Now we're going to move on to the sauce. So you are going to want to get some sour cream, heavy cream, all those vegetables I told you. Hot sauce. But you're going to want to measure out about five tablespoons of that into that. Then you're going to want to get the blender, whether you're doing it with the Blendjet or the bigger blender. Shove it out all in. Blend it up. You've got your sauce. Great. Moving on from that, you're going to take those peppers that you took all the insides out of. You're going to take the chicken, that chicken that you just cut up with those scissors. Put that in. Then you're going to want to add maybe a jalapeno or two. Then you're going to add some cheese. Then... You're going to take that sauce that you just blended up, pour that all over it. After you pour all the sauce on it, you take the cheese. Again, I would do mozzarella and I would do cheddar. I would do like a Mexican mix or something. I mean, it's buffalo chicken, but you get the gist of it. Then you take the hot sauce again. But not just regular hot sauce. This is buffalo hot sauce. You take it. And you drizzle it all over the top of the peppers. You put that in the oven. You get some sour cream out. You shove a little peck of the sour cream on top. And you just made buffalo chicken stuffed peppers. And you can eat that whenever you want. It'll taste good all the time. Dude, I want that right now. The more I talk about food, the more I want to eat it. I mean, damn, that really does sound good. Stuffed peppers, stuffed tomatoes... What can't you stuff, man? You could really make anything you want. Now is the time to get creative in the kitchen. Anyways, thanks for tuning into this pod of Born to Be a Star. And don't forget you're a star wherever you are. This is a little longer than normal because I went a little rogue on the government today. But don't judge me. Don't, ha, don't hate the player. Hate the game. And don't knock the ter- person that's telling you the truth. Knock the people that are lying to you. Don't forget, stars, we're in a dark world and you have the power to light it up because you are a star. I'll see you same place, same time tomorrow. Bye.